Welcome to the podcast, Your Turn Women, with your host, Melody Holman. In this podcast, we'll explore women's health with stories, interviews, and the cheers for when goals are achieved. But the best part of all will be for you, as a woman, to learn to say fuck off to everyone who tells you what you should do, and to say yes to taking back what you need to be at your optimum health. Hello, friends. This is Melody from Your Turn, chiming in. I'm so curious now if you've even come back. (laughs) After the last one where I share a bit of my, um, I was not crazy. They call it a spiritual awakening. And yet I'm aware if you haven't experienced it, that it sounds like this girl just jumped off a cliff head first into a lake, bumped her head, came out and had all these weird thoughts. So I know. I mean, I've said that to myself a million times. You you sound and yet I don't really care. I it is the most amazing feeling on the face of the earth. This podcast is not about that. But I just want to say if there's even 6 of you who kept on listening, thanks. Makes me feel sort of good to know that A, you made it through my story, and you're willing to listen on. (laughs) Today is a new day, and I love a new day. I love, 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 love a new day. Today is swimming day for my kids, and I love to watch them swim. I probably said that six times before, but watching them is so beautiful. But first, I want to share with you your turn. Previously to this episode, it was a lot about me. Me, 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 me. I sound like a narcissist. I get it. I'm aware. Sometimes I I feel like I'm afraid to share a lot because I could go on and on and I've got so many other stories that I am excited to share through the other series of this podcast that end up coming out. But I finally get to the, if that wasn't the good stuff, the really good stuff, the stuff of a multitude of women who are just like me and just like you and have crazy dreams and thoughts and desires and and how they're going to achieve them. But first, let's get started. So I told you that Dawn said that she was willing to, or not just willing, Dawn wanted to. Like we were so excited about the prospect of Supporting women that we didn't know, nor did we know how. I'm, I am not here to tell you that we had any idea what was coming at us. We had no clue. Our very first time that we mentioned it out loud to anyone other than ourselves was to Ken from the Y. And we're like, we really want to do this thing. We want to support other women. And he thought it was a great idea. Ken, seriously, one of the most supportive people that I know I attribute your turn beginning, if I have to say it's someone other than spirit, then it is Ken Dutloff. Ken Ken was our, he was our first supporter. He was our first donator. He was our first, yes, let's do this thing. And here, let me connect you to some other women who may be interested in helping you. So he set up this meeting. I remember Don and I were so nervous and I went and bought a new shirt. <laughs> I I really only had workout clothes and like sweats or, you know, leggings. And I wanted to appear prof- professional, which I don't know why, because now I walk around in my bathrobe 
constantly. So, but at the time I thought that was what I needed to look like to make this a go. I didn't, I just didn't realize. So he set up this meeting. We go in, it was at night. We go into a meeting with, I don't know how many women they were, we were in the, um, like the chapel room at the Y and there were all these women who had created these great or, or achieved these great fitness sort of goals. They were all pretty healthy. They were all really active. They had no desire to help us at all. I remember one lady saying, oh, it's fine. I can welcome people at the Y. Like, are they going to do what I do? Mm, no, probably not. Because see, we anticipate supporting women who are just getting started on their health and wellness journey. No one liked the word wellness. I did because I knew that fitness was not it. See, see what I really discovered was my weight loss, super great. My power, super awesome. My um, accomplishments, so much fun, so filled with pride was I, and they meant nothing. Wellness to me added the spiritual component. You can do all the things, you can achieve all the goals, you can set for yourself, you can you can lose all the weight, you can run all the runs, you can do all the triathlons, and if you do not feel a sense of peace and joy and 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 knowing of who you are, the other stuff will come back. The other stuff will come back. It it just does. And now I, at the time I didn't realize it. I just know wellness was the word I wanted. Wellness to me encompassed all the things and fitness. I didn't care about that. I still don't. I don't care if you lose weight in your turn. I don't fuck it. Like what the fuck do I care? I don't care. I actually sometimes discourage women from even making that their goal because what does it matter? Like if your loved ones love you, they're going to love you. Like now they may want you to live longer. They may want you to move easier. They might want you to um, take less medication. But if your loved ones are loved ones, they do not fucking care what size you are. They don't care how fast you can fucking run or if you can swim or if you can do a squat or a burpee or do yoga. They don't care. They don't care at all. So fitness to me was never right because I don't care. And health to me is more than just your physical body. Health is your mental self and your physical self. You know, I think now that I know what spirit does and what spirit says to me, right? We all have our own experience with spirit and for me, it's like this blending of you started out as spirit and you came into a physical body. And I sort of feel like I want to honor my spirit by taking good care of my physical body. I want to, I sort of want to like show, I know I don't have to show spirit. I know spirit's not like waiting for me to like prove myself. You are born here worthy. You, you are worthy because you exist. You are actually worthy. You don't even have to exist because you are the creator 
You are, you created yourself. You, you are, I, I, I go back to my, right? So I was raised Pentecost and I go back to my roots of, of Christianity and, and what limited knowledge. And, and I'm not going to lie. My lim, my knowledge of the Bible is very limited. And yet I go back to even Jesus said, and so are you. When they would say you are God, right? You are the savior. And so are you. You are here to save yourself. You are here to save you. You are not looking for someone to come down and save you. You are the savior of yourself. And and by that, I mean having a clean mind. And I don't mean like not dirty pornography. I mean clean of self-doubt and clean of knowing and clean of understanding and clean of the beauty that you are. You cannot be wrong. Now, it doesn't mean we don't do things that are harmful and hurtful and unkind. I, I, that's not it either. But you are what you create. You are the creator and the creation. You are, you are both. And to me, health is knowing that wellness is knowing that. And I look at my physical body and know that I chose this. I decided where I was coming. I decided the experiences that I was, that were going to be presented to me before I showed up in this physical body. And I want to honor that. Now, this is me. You don't have to adopt this view. To be in your turn or to to love your turn or to want to support your turn, you do not have to support this view. I'm not asking you. I'm, I'm just sharing with you where I'm coming from, where your turn began. The creation of your turn is understanding that you are bigger than this self that you are dragging around. You are... You are more than your physical self. And I feel like your turn wants to support people who want to take better care of it. That doesn't mean you've got to be a vegetarian. And that doesn't mean you've got to weigh within the doctor's BMI chart. And that doesn't mean that you've got to run. And that doesn't mean you've got to swim. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that you need to... Not you even need to. You don't even need to. If you choose to, be well. And 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 I believe your turn was given to me. Not even I believe. I know your turn was a gift to me to support other women who want to be well. And And whatever that means for them. I've got no judgment. I don't care. That's why when people would say, well, fitness, everyone's got to be fit and they've got to do. No, they don't. No. No, no, I disagree. I don't care what you are. As long as you are doing what is right for you and only you get to decide that. And your turn is here to support you through that decision. Your turn is here to say, you want to fast your way thin? Fine, let's go. I'll support you. I have no judgment on that. You want a keto diet yourself to being thin? Let's do it. I'm all about it. Actually, I'm not all about that, but I am all about you choosing what is right for you. That is what your turn does. Your turn does not tell you what you should do. Your turn just gives you information and supports you along the way. Now, I give plenty of my opinions and that is honest and you will hear them 
um, later as I'm talking with the ladies of your turn and, and in some of the interviews. And if you and I ever have a conversation, then you'll know. But I feel like your turn is meant for you to find whatever that health looks like and feels like for you. And it has no, no discrimination on size, no discrimination on fitness level, no discrimination on anything other than your well-being. And so as your turn was beginning, women did not know what the fuck I was talking about. I mean, some of this stuff I kept to myself because I know what I sound like. Like I have met me and she don't sound normal. And that's all right. Like, that's fine. I think people, they humor me a lot. (laughs) They humor me, which is also awesome. Because maybe you'll find a nugget in there for yourself. So your turn began with Dawn and I not knowing what we were doing and not finding other women who wanted to give of themselves to support other women. They they wanted people to come in. They wanted to say hi and, and be nice, but they didn't want to take them under their wing and support them. They didn't want to be a part of this, what we call now this network of women supporting other women to reach their health and wellness goals. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to do what they do, be who they are, and... um. And that was that. And so you know what? They were the perfect example of what your turn is trying to create. A woman who says fuck off to everyone who's trying to keep them from achieving their own health and wellness goals. And and I remember thinking at the time, what bitches, right? Can't even take time out of their life. Now, as your turn has evolved and my understanding has evolved, I look back at them and I cheer and say, look at you go. You do you. You didn't need to do me. My job was to do me. My job was to be a leader in your turn. Dawn felt that her job was to be a leader of your turn. Those other ladies didn't have to do that. And I commend them for saying what they said, which was, no, thank you. (laughs) But at the time, Dawn and I didn't know what to do next. I'm like, well, this is happening. So we're going to figure it out. So our next step, which is as crazy as it sounds, our next step was in the autumn, we found, well, we decided on the name. We decided on your turn because we felt like it was a woman's turn to put her name on the calendar. We felt like we had put ourselves on the shelf long enough where where we knew now it was time to took our take our turn. So it was, we decided to name it your turn and we only wanted to lead women. It's not about a dick. It's not about any of that. We just wanted to lead women because we were women and we felt we could resonate and understand a woman's plight, a woman's space, a woman's way of looking at the world, which is through the eyes of how everyone else thinks she's doing as a wife, as a mother, as a employee. You know, we, we just sort of felt like we gandered that. So we decided we were going to do it only for women. So at first we were just your turn. And then we added women. We are your turn women. And, um, so next we went to our, to Craig, the guy, remember the guy, if you listen to the marathon story, the guy who was standing there and, and right, really got me through to that finish. And, um, he was also a fitness instructor at the Y and taught hit uh, high intensity interval training. 
And I just loved Craig and, and Craig really loved what Don and I were doing. And Craig was a devout Christian and really wore his love of Christ on his sleeve and was willing to talk about it. And as much as maybe he and I didn't agree on the semantics, we both knew that there was this higher purpose, this higher calling for this work to be done. And so he supported us in his own way. And this one way was he let us know that at his church, there was going to be a craft show. It was fall. It was almost, um, it was almost Thanksgiving. That's when your turn began was like in October of 2011. And so it was almost Thanksgiving. And he said, there's going to be a craft show. Why don't you girls come and hand out some information? And Dawn and I were so, so excited. We, we worked night and day on like choosing uh, this logo that we bought off the internet. One of those stock photos. Anyway, that we thought represented, um, and we still use, well, we use a variation of her. We've now had one created. I'll get into that in a little bit, but we call her our Your Turn Girl, and she looks free, and she, well, she's actually the logo on the podcast picture. Uh, she looks free, and she looks inspired, and she looks excited, and she looks, oh, she looks glorious to us. She just She's everything that we wanted to represent. And so we did up these flyers, you know, those tri-folds, right? Right. You fold the one side in and then you fold the other side over. And we had, we had like your turn women, women, excuse me, women supporting women for health and wellness. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We had no idea. We just knew. And then we thought, how are we going to get them to stop at our nothingness? (laughs) so we dawn i don't even know how she got it if she had a friend who worked for the road commission and she got this gigantic cone like one of those big not a cone um like one of those big orange barrels that you like have to stop at because there's construction work with a red flashing light at it and we thought it meant stop stop here stop grab your attention we stood in the top because on the bottom were craftspeople. They were making like blankets and potholders and jewelry. And so when you first walked in the door of this place, we were right at the entrance, right by the coat rack, which almost everyone thought that we were the coat check girls. <laughs> so when we would give them their coats back, we'd try to give them a flyer. No one wanted to talk to us. We didn't even know what we were. We just had no idea. But that was our very first booth. We'd done so many after that, but that was our very first one. And I think we gave our flyer to like eight people. And most of them took it because they were taking their coats back. And so after that, we still didn't know what to do. And um, I don't know if she or I had the idea where we're going to, let's talk to some more women. Let's see if we can get some women to come together to reach a health and wellness goal. Like maybe we can just decide for them what they want to do. I mean, we needed women, right? We needed women. So remember those emails I told you I'd been getting? I got emails from these ladies who were at, at the talks at the why stuff that I was doing when I would talk about my weight loss. So 
We had those late. I had those ladies emails. I started up a your turn address, a your turn email address. And I reached out to them and I said, Hey, do you think you'd like to come and listen to a talk that Dawn and I are going to give about women supporting women for health and wellness? And some of them actually said, yes. So Craig helped us again. We ended up getting space at that. um, It was like a community center attached to, or not attached, but right next to the church that he belonged to. So he got a space and he let us, I can't even remember if we rented it or if he just let it, uh, let us use it or got someone to say, okay, that we could use it for free. I don't know anymore. But some of those ladies who had emailed me came and a few of the ladies from my very first, very first couch to K group came and, um, Monica, Monica, I think even came Monica Whipple and who else? I can't remember. But we all got together and we sat on exercise balls, which is fun. And Dawn and I sort of, sh- we did this whole presentation, like a, like a, like an, like an up on the screen kind of PowerPoint presentation. I mean, we had this thing all done out and we still didn't know exactly what we were doing, which is so great. And I have such um, strong feelings of pride that we just kept trying. We knew this was a thing. We knew that somehow or another we were going to find it. And and we still didn't know how, but we were not giver-uppers. Like, like I said before, I I am willing to see stuff. If it doesn't work out, fine. But this particular thing... This thing called your turn, I knew was meant to work out because again, it was a gift. So I knew it was supposed to be a thing. I just couldn't find or figure out how or what really, like really, I just didn't know. And so we just kept throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what was going to stick. Like, you know, for real. So... After we were done, I'll never forget one of the ladies saying, and so what do we do? I don't know. Again, we need to support each other reaching a health and wellness goal. Yeah. And how do we do that? Well, I don't really know. You know, but are you in? And she was like, I'm in. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll be in. Okay, great. Look at, we got it in. Like, I remember Don and I celebrating like, yes, we've got someone in. We don't know what to do with you while you're in, but you're in. And look at us. We're so excited. And that was how it went. The ladies afterwards, I sent out, I remember sending out a few email and I just started, started saying, oh, I know. I started the Facebook page. And I started saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going. If you'd like a workout partner, I'll be your workout partner. And I had a couple of ladies who took me up on my offer. I went to the workout during the day for myself. And then I would meet ladies at night to work out with them. Just like be their friend and sort of, that was it. Like we would sort of just talk through a workout. And I remember... They didn't know that I worked out in the morning because I didn't want them to think I was doing it just for them, even though 
I was. <laughs> I just didn't want them to feel, you know, because I'm a girl. And I know that if you said you were coming just for me, I would say, oh, you don't need to do that. Oh, you don't need to do that. And the truth is, is I did need to do that. Even if I didn't need to do it for my physical body, I needed to do it because this is what I felt I was doing. And so, um, so I would go and I would work out at night and sometimes I'd work out with one lady. Sometimes I'd work out with two. Sometimes no one would show up and I would end up working out with my family. My husband and the kids came at night and so I would work out with them. Or I remember some nights I would just walk on the treadmill or get on the elliptical just to kind of move because I was there. But that's how that went for a while. And if and if my memory serves me correctly, I believe that is how it went basically until March. So in February, either in January or February of 2012 is when... Um, they start talking about this thing called the Women's Expo. So this was the Women's Expo, and they rented space in the at like inside the Expo building at the fairgrounds in Kalamazoo. And this particular weekend, it's all weekend long, and people come from all over, mostly women, because it's the Women's Expo, and they do things like sell stuff and give you information. And I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about, like booth upon booth upon booth upon booth of all different things, right? Like somebody's a juicer and somebody's making jewelry and someone's making wallets and someone's selling those weird magnet purses, right? Where you just take off the magnet on the outside and snap on a new one. They were one of the booths near us. That's why I remember them so specifically. And I thought they were actually pretty cool. So... It was really expensive to get in. It was like $500 or something to get a table. Dawn and I, we didn't have, your turn didn't have any money. And so, but we really wanted to do this thing. Like we really felt like if we do this thing, we're going to get some exposure. So we made up these cards that says like, what would you like to do for your health and wellness, right? Would you like to learn to run? Would you like to learn about nutrition? Would you like to, you know, all the stuff, right? Imagine what that would look like. And so you would come to our booth and we would check mark or you would check mark which ones interested you. You would put your contact information and you didn't get anything free. And we would then put you in a list and we would get a hold of you. That was sort of our whole thing. And we were going to pair people up based on their goals. That was like our first idea that felt structured, like, like structured. And so, um, and so we went, we talked to Ken, right? Ken, our biggest cheerleader. He was our very first donator because he donated to us money for that booth. And he actually thought we weren't ready. He's like, I don't know what you're going to do with those ladies. Like, what are you going to do with them? I'm like, I don't know. I'll go work out with every single one of them. Mel, you can't do that. No. Yes, I can. Mel, you got a family. I don't care. This is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm going to do. I mean, seriously, I still sounded like a crazy person. Like, I didn't have five kids. I will tell you, my husband, he was a saint. I mean, he he, he really held down the fort during this time. He... I asked him, I asked him, I said, honey, if you could just give me a few years, I just feel like this is what I'm meant to do. Could you just support me? And he did. He supported me without many questions. He supported me in ideas that sounded like I was off my rocker. And um, 
And so I told Ken, Jamil, support me. I will go work out individually with every single one of those women if that's what it takes. But this is what I meant to do and I'm going to do it. So Ken donated the money to us so that we could get our first booth at that women's expo. And boy, women, did we meet. We met, um, well, we met Monica and we met um, Tony and we met, I, now I'm drawing blanks on names. We met so many women who wanted to connect with other women. I mean, it was like, I had a stack of cards. I don't know how many. I had a stack. It was, it was a stack. It was a stack. Now, we also got the women who came by to see if they got free stuff. And what you don't know about Dawn is she's beautiful and she can decorate beautifully. And our table, um, I'm going to see if I can find a picture. And if I can, I'm going to put it in the show notes. But it was beautiful. We ended up getting shirts. And, um, oh, and by then... By then, I had a walking group at the mall. That's right. That was what I was doing. I would get up and bring my boys to the mall before they opened, and we would walk at the mall. Because I was just thinking, like, we had people that volunteered to, to like, be at our booth with us. And we did. And that was how we did it, was because these women, like, Sarah, oh, yeah. I mean, okay, so we would walk in the mall in the morning before they open. And so some of those ladies, we actually picked, I remember picking up one lady in the mall. She was pregnant. Anyway, pushing a kid and pregnant with another. Uh, She was a photographer. She was an aspiring photographer. Anyway, she was our very, very first year turn new baby. I went and saw her in the hospital after she had that baby. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, it does because she was wonderful. And she came and volunteered at the booth. And we collected so many cards and it was like, it was the really the first inkling for Dawn and I that we had hit on something that was going to be big. Now we didn't know what big was. I mean, we had no idea and we didn't, we still didn't have a real great grasp on how it was going to work. We just knew that we had hit on something that women were looking for. They were looking to be connected. People are busy. They have lives that that take them in a million directions. And a lot of times the friends that they have either A, don't want to do the same thing that they're doing for their health and wellness, which is what, what Dawn and I found. Or B, even if they have friends that want to, it doesn't mean that they can do it at the same time. Again, what Dawn and I found. I could only run outside at night. She wanted to run outside during the day. I mean, we made it work, but we also knew that if we created a network big enough that we could find people that needed to do it at night and find people who needed to do it during the day. And we decided that we, she could do sort of the day stuff. I would do the night stuff and we would make it work. And that was sort of our first inkling was that expo that this shit is a thing. We are going to make it work. And so all of a sudden women were contacting us and I was, I was sending out emails like a mad person trying to figure out who I can connect. We started out doing your turn gatherings, which to be honest, we should start doing again. And that was where women just sort of came together and met each other and talked to each other. And a lot of times sort of 
fell in love with each other and became friends. And, oh, I want to do that too. And, oh, let's do that thing. And, oh, it was so, it was, when spirit comes over me, I get, I get chicken flesh, right? Like I get goosebumps all over my body. And I spent that time of my life with goosebumps all the fucking time, all the time. I mean, it was like spirit saying, this is it. This is it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Keep it up. Keep it up. And I had no, I didn't have any time to, to wonder, nor would I have, right? Because everything was like, just keep doing that. Just keep doing that. And so we did your turn, like began your turn kitchen. So Dawn sort of took over the gatherings. We used to do a blog, which I just can't, I just can't do anymore. But we used to do a blog every morning and we would do, um, she would lead a, a your turn kitchen class. So we got space at this place called the can do kitchen here in Kalamazoo. And she would lead how to cook, how to chop, how to make this or that. Uh, what, if you want to be gluten-free here, let's do that thing. If you want to be vegetarian here, let's try out some recipes on that. We, we would connect and we would go, if your turn ladies wanted to said, well, I'd like to go to this cooking class. We would try to hook them up with other women that wanted to do this cooking class or whatever. The one thing that I wanted was I wanted to lead runners because to me, running was a part of my journey and running had such a powerful impact on me that I wanted other women who were interested to have the opportunity to feel that way. And so, right, I've talked about Borges Run Camp. Dawn and I both used it. And that was sort of, you have to drive to Kalamazoo to do Borges Run Camp. And it was kind of a long way for some people in the outlying communities. We've got a lot of rural communities near us. And so I started stalking. I started stalking people to see if maybe they couldn't make it to a Borges Run Camp type thing. And I love Borges Run Camp. It's expensive. I couldn't, I afforded to do it that first year, but I couldn't afford to do it other years. It was just, it was too, it was too costly. Um, Actually, I didn't afford it that first year. I signed up to be a donator. I ended up asking people for donations to support girls on the run. That was how I do it, did it. Because I couldn't afford it. It was, I can't remember now how much it was, but it was just too costly for me at that time. And so I thought, well, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe there's other people that were like me that would like to do this thing, but they can't afford to do it that way, either by the drive or by the financial obligation. And so I started perusing Facebook, looking for people who wanted to be a runner. And then I I know, I know. I sound again crazy. And I'm going to share this at another another time when I do the Couch to 5K, but Melissa was my very first girl. And uh and I'll we'll share that story later, but it was like Dawn and I both felt like we had a direct purpose inside your turn. Like we sort of knew our roles organically, right? What she was good at, what I was good at, what we were both time-wise capable of doing. And we sort of split, split the business. 
and I won't say business, we did become an organization. We thought about becoming a nonprofit and we were offered space under the YMCA um, at, they were our fiduciary. And so during this time, we were able to receive grants, which got us a computer and um, got us a few other things that we needed to sort of get your turn, the organization up off the ground. Gazelle Sports was a huge supporter of ours. They donated one year of graphics design and and, and the woman who um, was in charge of sort of us designed our logo and a couple of different ones like this like we've got a snowman one and we've got an autumn one right with leaves and then one for spring with flowers and so so she did a lot of that work for us and they gave us a lot of space to host gatherings at gazelles and chris the owner was was just more than more than generous i talked a little bit about rob Lilly, but he was always there to support us and even during some of our our groups, they would give us discounts or things like that. And so we really found like there was a huge amount of support in the community to get this thing started. And, um, and it was like, I don't want to say because it's been work, right? But when, if you've ever done something that you feel like, like was a labor of love, That's what it was for both of us. It was a labor of love. I ended up meeting a girl at the expo who then we, I had coffee with and she ended up saying, do you have office space? It's like, no, we don't have office space. We just work out of the Y or we work out of our homes. And she was like, well, I know this lady who I think might be wanting to help you. She's really involved in supporting um, women in the community. And so maybe you'd like to be in touch with her. Yeah, that'd be great. And that was when Christy came into our life in the back place. And this is a, um, she's a business owner in Kalamazoo and she also has a, um, a storefront, right? So, and then she would rent space to massage therapists within her building. And so I went and met with her and she ended up loving our idea and gave us Gosh, for three years, she gave us free office space and she supported me. I was writing a book. She supported me writing that book. She supported um, all of our gatherings. Like, yep, you want to bring people in. She she did so much for the not just your turn, but for me personally, she really cemented. This is a sort of an outsider who was willing to go above and beyond in support. She just, she was one of the beginning of your turn's biggest cheerleaders where she didn't want the help. She didn't, um, she didn't have staff to help. She did, she ran her business and she helped out your turn just in an insurmountable amount of time and, and dollars because she gave us free space. And these spaces weren't just, it doesn't matter what it was, but it was beautiful, large. I could have classrooms there or a classroom there. And we had, um, our small steps to healthy living out of there and gatherings out of there. And just the generosity that she showed me personally and your turn as its new organization was phenomenal. She had great ideas on what to do next or how to connect with the community. 
so it was like when this thing was given to me, yeah, it took a while to sort of get what it was. It took a while to um, sort of work the kinks out of its, of, out of it, right? So sort of. And there was still a lot of growing to do, but we had so much positive feedback that we just knew that it was meant to be a thing. And I talked um, in the one about my spiritual awakening. Spirit showed me what my purpose was, even though I didn't always understand it. And as those things sort of came together, I saw what those sights were in my meditations. In reality, I saw the shirts, the shirts when I, one of my first understandings that I was going to lead women was when I saw these women sitting on chairs in these green shirts and green. I don't even really like the color green. And yet your turn has always, our very first shirts were green. I, it was wild. I wouldn't have picked them. And I, and actually I didn't pick them. Dawn picked them. She went out when we were trying to find shirts for our first expo to match. She was like, Oh, I found these great shirts at old Navy. And I was like, green. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Seems, seems perfect. And it was like some of the things that I just knew were coming true. And so as crazy as you may think about that spiritual awakening and sort of what I shared with you, during those first years of your turn, most of those early sightings through my meditations all came true and they came true just like I saw them. It was, it was like, sometimes I would go home and I would sit in the car before I would go in and just revel in, in, in what was transpiring in my life and the role that I was getting to play, even though I was so at one point so broken and so flawed and so cruel and so wrong. I, I I just, I guess that's the point, right? You fall into your spirit and it doesn't matter who you were. Once you know who you are, you know, none of that matters anymore. And, and now throughout the years of your turn, I've come to realize that that it is as much a gift to me like like being a leader as it is to the ladies because every time we come together I revel in the fact that I get to receive as much as I give. Right at first I just wanted to be a giver. What are you? I'm a giver. How are you going to give? I don't know how I'm going to give. Jimmy's like you better not be giving my money. We got no money. No. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. It's going to be taken care of. And I receive so much and I'm able to give so much and not necessarily in tangible things, but in in the in in love and in support and in kindness and in words and in and and in things, right? As your turn takes in donations, we're able to give it back out. We're able to just, I was telling the ladies who were here recently for the half marathon, your donations, just you guys supported race entry fees for the women that are in our group. They don't know who those women are. 
but they're there and you support, you paid for their race entry fees and you've bought some of them shoes. They couldn't afford to go on the trip. They couldn't afford the hotel room. You guys are picking up the tab on that too. And you know, they are like, as a matter of fact, the one, for instance, she goes, God, that makes me feel so good. It makes me feel so good to know that what I'm giving is going back. So throughout your turn, you know, it has been as much of a gift to me as it has been to, to the ladies who've been involved and, and they know that they come in and they leave and they come back and they leave or they, or they leave and they don't come back because they don't need to. I tell the ladies that are in, don't ever feel bad to move on. Your turn isn't meant for you to be forever, unless it is. Your turn is meant for you to be however you need it. And, and if you find that connection, if you make those, that new network for yourself, go, go do you. I say it all the time. You do you. We're here. If ever you want to come back, you're always welcome. No judgment, no questions. Just I've missed you. That's it. So I hope you've enjoyed the story of how your turn began. Our next podcast is going to, we're going to have a series of interviews. And so some of the ladies have been one of the early supporters of your turn. Marlise was early in and has done almost every single program I've ever run. Um, Heather and Just Move, we're going to, I interview Heather and they were one of the very first organizational supporters um, along with gazelles, your, or just move was there to support my ladies getting strong and give us space and, and listen to my crazy ideas. And most of the time supporting them and joining in and helping out. So I hope that you appreciate this next few podcasts are going to be all about the ladies in your turn. I'll be just doing the interview. You're sort of done hearing Mel's story. The very last podcast will be a what's next. So stay tuned for that so you can find out how you can get involved and and what our series, our next series coming up is. So today is a beautiful day here in Michigan. I was excited to get to share the story of how your turn began and um and my own story, it's fun. It was fun to revisit and refeel some of those old awesome feelings and know how far I've personally come. So if you're still listening again, thank you so much and a little surprised and sort of love it. You do you. We'll see you next time with some Your Turn interviews. Have a great day or night.